Okay, welcome to um, That Just Happened, episode number three. We're doing a lot better than expected. This week, we're currently sitting at number 63. Last week, we did great. We shot up all the way up to number 36 in comedy out of 900-some-odd podcasts. So thank you very much, everybody, for your support. Yes, thank you, thank you. We'd love some feedback. So without further ado, let's start the podcast. I'm Rodney Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. I'm Nelson Flores. Yeah, we got a special, special guest today, my brother, who we've mentioned in the past two podcasts. Very happy to have you here today. He's actually going to be doing some artwork right now. What's going on, everybody? So, so what we would ask is for also some feedback. So what I'm thinking would be good is if you're on Twitter, hashtag UTJH, and we'll keep an eye out for that. We appreciate the feedback we get. Any suggestions or improvements, anything you'd like us to talk about, anything you want to discuss, if you want to be on the show, if you want to sponsor the show, hashtag UTJH on Twitter, and we'll be checking that on a regular basis. A smart idea, smart sounds, idea. Sounds like that would be the easiest. Okay, so episode three from the corrections department to call back to episode two. Uh, Ramona Flowers, hot girl in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, is played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead, yeah. So credit to her. Look her up on IMDb. Sounds like she would be some sort of English maid or something, but I think she's from North Carolina somewhere. Yeah, or Pennsylvania, some shit like that. Local girl. And the hot girl from Just Go With It is Brooklyn. Brooklyn, well, Jennifer Anderson, yeah. (laughs) Brooklyn Decker? Brooklyn Decker, which actually sounds like a creative way for taking a shit. (laughs) Horrible name, beautiful girl. Much credit to you. I don't know what else she's been in besides just go with it i think she was like a sports illustrated swimsuit model at some point check her imdb page shout outs let's do uh, shout outs i think the only shout out i really have this week i don't even know i don't even think i have anybody to shout out fuck everybody the colonel who's the colonel from kfc how would i shout out the colonel what do you got all right shout out to the colonel for giving away free chocolate cakes with every 10 piece or more meal not that they're a sponsor but if you'd like to be hashtag utjh Oh, wait, wait, I got one. Shout out to David Merkel, our previous guest, the first special guest that we had on the show. He had a really good time. We hope to have him back again really soon. Great guy, had a lot of energy, which was it was a lot of fun doing the podcast with him. So shout out to you, David. Way to go, man. Yeah, thanks, David. And uh, by the way, we don't have a soundboard. I don't know if we're going to have a soundboard. That was a real gun that he... That he uh, cocked the, in the middle of that podcast. So nice and dangerous. We live dangerously around here. Yeah, both Adam and David have guns. Yes. Okay, so from... We talked about the corrections department from the fuck you department. <laughs> I made two references to Black Horse, which I was corrected by someone on the internet. And horse. actually, Black Horse and Dark Horse are the same expression. They're interchangeable. It's just different colloquialisms. It's kind of like saying the difference between sneaker and gym shoe. So, fuck you. Denny's. Yeah, Denny's if you're my grandmother okay so now it's time for pissing on graves yeah it's a new segment that we're going to be doing piss on graves is we pick a celebrity and instead of what normal people usually do and glorify somebody we we joyously take a look at a deceased celebrity's career or something they've done to kind of bash the shit out of them basically in, in good fun not really malicious So this week's Pissing on Graves, PYT, the sixth release off the Michael Jackson 1983 Thriller album. Uh Uh-oh. It's a wonderful song for a young black Michael Jackson to sing. Great beat, wildly underrated. Conversely, PYT 
is wildly an inappropriate song for Michael Jackson to sing as an older <laughs> white man who is being accused of pedophilia. This has been Pissing on Graves, Michael Jackson edition. Wow, what? So, okay. Wait, you guys pissing on Michael Jackson? Yeah, today we are. Now, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge, huge Michael Jackson fan. So don't hit me up in the comments section talking about how big of an asshole I am. I love Michael Jackson, but... Rodney has a really good point. I wonder if he even did that later on in his tour days when he was doing his other songs. Was he still doing PYT while he was being charged with these crimes? I wonder if people held up signs like, do PYT. He's like, you know what, I'm not going to do that one today because I really don't want to get into any trouble. I really know Michael Jackson, not one to offend people. I honestly don't care about his private life. I'm a big fan of him as a musician. I know at one point he did on an interview where they asked him to speak on behalf of his sexual preference and he declined just because he didn't want to offend any of his straight or gay fans which was a nice way to get around the fucking answer yeah didn't ricky martin do that for years and then well we can't even lump ricky martin with michael jackson (laughs) but yeah no real disrespect to michael jackson i love him as an artist pyt is actually my second favorite michael jackson song really smooth criminal number one what smooth criminals up there for me that and thriller obviously Off the Wall is in my top five. Really upset the fact that they didn't make a video out of that. And uh, what was the one where he's flying through Elizabeth Taylor's... He's he's flying around his own brain and Elizabeth Taylor's there. Leave Me Alone? Yes. Leave Me Alone. Amazing, amazing, amazing song. Especially considering what he was going through at the time. It was a really big deal. I love that video. And Nelson, as an artist, I would think would you'd appreciate it. I think it every most. girl I ever talked to liked that song because they kept singing. They kept singing it. <laughs> Speed Demon Speed Demon Great, great song I Under, actually, uh, Underrated own, video also I own the Moonwalker DVD that has that on there Which is just hilarious to watch If you ever get a chance Make sure you watch Michael Jackson's Moonwalker Fucking hilarious, hilarious movie For no other reason than the fact that Michael Jackson's acting It's just like Purple Rain Not meant to be a funny movie, but hilarious. Awesome soundtrack, funny fucking movie. Although, even though as an adult today, I don't understand the whole pause break that lasts for way too long in the middle of the smooth criminal sequence. When everything, the music and the lights die down a little bit, and everyone's just snapping their fingers and stuff. Yeah, I don't... I don't get that artistically or literally could have had a power outage and they're just trying to make up for time. I don't know. That's what I actually do during power outages. I sing Annie, Are You Okay? over and over again until the lights come on <laughs> and then I bust into some dance moves. The wife appreciates it. So look for our regular segments, Pissing on Graves, where we'll joyfully, retrospectively look at a deceased celebrity's accomplishments or life work. Yeah. <clears throat> that so was your first time doing that segment? No, official. We, yeah, the first mm-hmm. official. The first one that we had... I mean, Who did we bash? Michael Jackson. Yeah, we pissed on plenty of graves. And yeah. Apparently we bashed Brittany Murphy last podcast. A little bit. Just pointed out to us. H.R. Geiger, Geiger. David Geiger, Geiger. He doesn't care anymore. Pissed him off. Steve Jobs in the first episode. Steve Jobs. We really kind of gave it to him a little bit. Um, That just happened. Now available on iTunes. Nice. Yeah, so. And you made fun of Steve Jobs. And we made fun of Steve Jobs. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan of the... Apple brand, well, I can't say I'm not a fan. I'm, I have a love-hate relationship. I hate that I love a lot of their products and I use a lot of their products. Just very, very frustrating, especially for someone in the IT world dealing with corruption. And well, let's not get, that's a whole nother. Yeah, we're not doing that. We don't talk about work here. A couple things I wanted to talk about today. Vin Diesel. Easy. Vin Diesel has said that working on Guardians of the Galaxy was an experience that helped him greatly get over the loss of 
his quote-unquote brother, Paul Walker. I'm gonna go ahead and say, get the fuck out of here. Mostly because the character that he plays in Guardian of the Galaxy is Groot, who's a giant walking tree. Now, if they stick to the comic book, which it appears as though they're planning on doing so, Groot doesn't say any more than three words. So, are Isn't you telling it, but me... But it's a flick, a flick, affliction? Or flexion? The way he says it, okay, but it's a uh, emotion. It's, at most, he had an hour's worth of work. If that's enough to... You say he called it in? I mean... How many different ways can you say? I think he did a cold, I think he did a motion capture for it. If he did, then I'll give him some form of sweat. Up until that point, it's like so. so he does Bradley s- Cooper crawl up around his shoulders at some point? Because I think that would be I think awesome. Vin Diesel. No, go ahead. I just my, think that uh, my brother likes Vin Diesel. I'm not. I'm big I'm Fast and Furious Paul Walker fan. I feel like I still I'm affected by it. <laughs> I feel like why couldn't it be Bieber? I can name ten people right now who I would be like, okay, and what else? Who won the game? But Paul Walker, I'm still... He, he can name ten graves that he would rather be pissing on. I'm not going to piss on Paul Walker's grave yet. If somebody came to me right now and was like, I can trade you the life of Paul Walker for ten people right now, I would have a list folded in my pocket ready to get that guy. As long as I'm on the list, I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, I put Bieber on the list. Any one of the Kardashians or all of them. Kanye West, who I used to be a big fan of. Now, I'm five minutes away from sending him death threats on Twitter. That's that ten people yet? <laughs> Did you see the picture of... Kanye and Batman on the Hollywood Babylon page. Sad Kanye. <laughs> Kanye sad. Poor. Oh my god. That guy's such a joke of a human being. Especially compared to who he used to be. But what I'm trying to say is, if he was nearly as heartbroken as he wanted to make himself sound... I think he legitimately is heartbroken. I mean, no, I follow no, him on, I'm not, I'm not, I follow I'm not him on Instagram it. and Twitter but and all what, that. But what the fuck is saying three words gonna do for him? Well, he's, staying, he's staying busy. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. How about Hodor from Game of Thrones? But that, see, that's all he can say you is can Hodor. That's one face, word. and he's acting things out that's and what I'm everything. Saying, this guy's... And he's got a weekly thing. This was at most if you just did the voice work for it, an hour's worth of work. Have you seen Iron Giant? But Iron Giant, he had more than three words, and he was probably in the studio longer than a day. But you can see the emotion behind the eyes and stuff. I mean, doing the motion capturing. I think if he did the motion... What I'm saying is, either way, I think that Groot, if that's what it takes to get you over the loss of a brother, what the hell, man? He's staying busy. He's busy for an hour. He's filming Fast 7 right now. Okay. There's a movie I'm excited to see. Oh, I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait. Keep getting better. I don't know how that's possible, but I feel like the Fast and the Furious franchise keeps getting better with age. I don't like any of them. The only one I even own is Tokyo Drift, and that's because you had doubles. And I think the only reason I still hold on to it is because... Asian fetish? That, and the fact that if I can go anywhere in the world, it would be Japan. What if you can go to Japan, but it's on Vin Diesel's dime, and it's like on a Fast and the Furious, like you won like some contest, right? And it's like, bring anybody to Tokyo, and I brought you to Tokyo. But you'd have to forever be in my debt and Vin Diesel's debt to go to Tokyo for such a wonderful experience. I mean, it's like one of those things where I said I don't like a Mini Cooper, but then somebody's like, if somebody bought it for you, you tell me you wouldn't drive it? Of course I'd fucking drive it. It doesn't mean that the whole time I'm driving it, I'm thinking to myself, this is the greatest car in the creation of mankind. If somebody were to give me an El Camino, which is my least favorite car in the history of... Of transportation. Pontiac Aztec? No, this is worse. And the Aztec was at least driven by Walter White. El Camino Who? is Spanish for... Breaking Bad. The Camino. <laughs> I have never seen Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, one of the greatest series ever. I can't really root for a bad guy. You can't what? I can't really root for a bad guy. Who the fuck is Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious? It's more like Robin Hood. It's more like... Ah, oh, give me a break. Steel 
from the rich, no, and give it to the poor. Is that Robin Hood? Who's the poor that he was giving it to at the first movie when they were stealing trucks? He was poor. Really, Scarface? He didn't like Scarface. Scarface is one of the most overrated movies of all time. Scarface is so bad, it's good. But like I said, I just finished watching Wolf of Wall Street. I know it's based on a true story. I don't feel bad for any of those guys, any of them in real life. It just goes to show you, man, if you have money, you can actually avoid real jail time. I mean, the guy's like, oh, I went to jail. He was like playing golf and like tennis. It's not jail. No. All right, so something else I wanted to bring up today. I watched the movie that I actually wanted to see in the theater and I never got around to doing so. And I didn't know anybody else that actually wanted to go see it with me. Man of Tai Chi. It's a movie directed by none other than Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu uh, Reeves thinks that he's Asian now. It's okay, so do I. Uh, Rodney, as an Asian man, how do you feel about Keanu Reeves? Rodney's Pacific Islander. Rodney's a legit Asian. No, that's what some Asians want to be called. Keanu Reeves was born in Hawaii. That's close. Or well, Joaquin Phoenix was born in Puerto Rico. I wouldn't say he's Puerto Rican. His name's I mean, Keanu. Yeah. He had a beautiful house in Hawaii, actually. But what I'm trying to say is that movie, Man of Tai Chi, that should be the template for how video game movies that are tournament fighters, such as Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter need to be made. If you watch Man of Tai Chi, replace the main character Tiger Chen with Ryu, and you have an awesome, awesome Street Fighter movie. It's a guy battling with his inner demon. He has to figure out whether or not he wants to fight to the death and disobeying his master. You add Akuma in there, you can have him fighting Dalzim and Vega at some scenes, and you got a movie that's a million times better than any... Street Fighter movie that was ever fucking made. Who's the, the best villain in any video game? The best villain in any video game? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I'll go with them, Bison. I don't know. I might have to go with... Oh, I was going to choose some obscure Silent Hill. No, I was, I was actually going to go with that guy from Link. Ganon? Ganon. Ganon and Ganondorf. You want to talk about a guy that has changed dramatically in the course of his history? Even Bowser. I'd give it to Bowser. He's the first bad guy that you saw in a video game that you're just like, holy shit, there he is, he's huge. And then, you know, of course... I'm going to give it to Mike Tyson in Punch-Out or that stupid dog in Duck Hunt. (laughs) Points to Nelson. Because that dog laughing... Oh. That's the first time you felt real frustration as a I'm going to make a game where you're just shooting that dog. Not that I want to condone violence to dogs at all, but that dog in Duck Hunt. Shout shout out to Michael Vick. That whole uh, shooting the dog thing completely counterbalances everything that you said in the beginning of the last episode. (laughs) You had how many listeners? Four listeners? They're gone now. <laughs> They're gone now. Right. You really want to lose? Your, you really want to lose your listeners? How about this statement? There is no difference between Christopher Columbus and Osama bin Laden. I'll tell you wow, what. we don't talk about politics here. Talk about it's history. That's political. It's history. Part of it's political. What about Those guys are politicians? What about best? No more politicians. One guy got lost. But they shaped the face one guy was angry. of politics right now. What about best video game to movie translations? I would go with Silent Hill. That whole beginning sequence when she's dreaming. If you were to change that into a man, that's literally the beginning scene to the very first Silent Hill. Perfectly. With all the angles and everything, and then those babies surround him slash her, and then she wakes up from the dream. That sold me on that movie right then and there. You know, originally I was going to go with Tomb Raider. I actually never played any incarnation of Tomb Raider, but I just thought that Angelina (laughs) Jolie... (laughs) Probably a pretty good pick for Lara Croft, but now... Uh, just as we were just watching TV last week, I'm going to go with Prince of Persia. Wow, I would say neither of those, but everybody's entitled to their opinion. I think I'm still partial Don't to... Don't say Street Fighter. I'm Don't still, say Resident Evil. I'm still partial to Mortal Kombat, the first one. I mean, I know there's some glaring mistakes, Rough. but it's still a good watch. I like the first Mortal Kombat, especially more so than the second one. 
The second one, we oh. actually watched it in the theater. Our father took us I mean, us I like in. Weekend at Bernie's 1 more than Weekend at Bernie's 2. Mortal Kombat 1, though, doesn't really hold up very well. You watch those fight scenes, and it's you just... You don't think these so? These days? Long, drawn out, very boring. The ninja fight scenes are good. When, well, when he's fighting on the beach with Katana, that sucked. The two guys that are screaming at each other in Goro's match... Mm-hmm. Almost makes me want to punch the TV. Well, Goro was just horrible, especially considering the original Goro was stop motion clay animated figure, and it was just a horrible guy in the costume. I would have rather you just do CGI or don't show Goro at all. And I mean, and the casting for Raiden, I mean, oh yeah, you could have picked. Yeah, that was the worst. Anybody. That was the worst part of the movie. <laughs> that was that was like like a poor man's David Carradine, Christopher yeah. Lambert as yeah. Raiden. There can be only one Highlander joke. They could have put anybody else. How about movie. an Asian? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I mean, that would have been guy. nice. I mean, I don't... I mean... He's an Asian guy. Give me a break. Was it Robin... Robin Liu? Robin... Who was the main guy in Mortal Kombat? Robin Williams? Mortal Kombat? Are you talking about Luke Kang? The guy yeah. that played Luke Kang? Yeah. I don't know who the fuck he is. Is it Robin Chu? I think it's Robin Chu. Robin Chu? Where has he been? Yeah, he... He's a time cop. Straight to video. He's actually a pretty good casting for Luke Kang, and that was about it. I don't know. Actually, I didn't really care for him because Liu Kang originally was supposed to look a lot like Bruce Lee. That didn't happen. I mean, guys, Christopher Columbus was a terrorist. Oh my god! Spin that up back out there for your listeners who are still who just got over that. What about best movie to video game translation? Those are harder because you think about the time it takes to make a movie, post production, blah blah blah. Right? Let's say or maybe not translation, but adaptation. Well, that's what I mean. Like, look at, let's say, Spider-Man 2, right? You know, as bad as I want to play a Spider-Man 2 video game or any Spider-Man video game based on a movie, they're not going to work out because by the time final designs are given to the video game company to start working on the game, they can't risk the images getting leaked. So while they're making the movie, they should, in theory, be making a game, which a good game takes, let's say, two years to make. Maybe one year if you're like the Assassin's Creed people, but I mean, I think they got like teams all over the world. So by the time that it takes to design the game and the layouts and the environments, the movie's out already. So they had to kind of rush it, and I think the gameplay suffers. It would look awesome if they could do it right. I got a tie between two of them, and they both happen to be Spider-Man 2, though, I think is the best. I would have thought you would have said that first. Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 2 was yeah. the best movie. Mine are both PlayStation 2. Both Return movies. One was Return of the King, and the other one was Revenge of the Sith. That was good. So I all, liked the, for PlayStation see, the Wolverine 2. one was cool. The Wolverine one was not cool. The Wolverine for PlayStation 3? I didn't like it. I mean, it had nothing to do with the movie, but I thought it was the coolest Wolverine game I've ever played. Yeah, but that's... It's like comparing two bowls of crap. Well, I think the Ghostbusters for Wii was actually really good. Self-shaded, not realistic, but adaptation for a video game based on the movie. The one for the had PS3 thirty years to work on bad, it, though. Like I just, I just got Jurassic Park. It was free on PlayStation Plus. Shout out to PlayStation if you guys want to send me anything for free. Hit me up. Anyways, I just downloaded a Jurassic Park game, and I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. And I'm playing it, and it's so disappointing that they can't get a game right with the capabilities of a PlayStation Three and twenty something, twenty plus years. Since the movies come out, they can't get a good Jurassic Park game out there. The very first Sega one, the one yeah, with that was cool. But I mean, is either Doctor Grant or the Velociraptor. It's like sixteen bit, right? Yeah, I mean, but I'm talking even, about, even the graphics then were. I'm talking were about PlayStation nice. Three graphics. I mean, the sound quality. The sound is perfect. They Just got the sound. Dino Crisis. They got the sound right. I mean, the game. It's fun if you're a fan, but as a fan, I mean, it, the controls suffer. It's just a weird game. Would it be fair to say that Mortal Kombat Enter the Dragon? Would be a movie adaptation? Well, it'd be Enter the Dragon to Mortal Kombat. 
But they are a lot alike. Actually, Mortal Kombat the movie is more of a remake of Enter the Dragon the movie. Mortal Kombat the game, every no, the game, game had a, had no, a the Bruce Lee better, right? I mean, the game, you got Bruce Lee's character as Liu Kang. You got John Saxon as Johnny Cage. You got, you know, Jax you got is. Han as Shang Tsung. You got Goro, you got Bolo. And you can even say O'Hara could be a Scorpion or one of the guys, you know? O'Hara! I mean, Mortal Kombat, as a legend goes, it was somebody's programming final, and they just turned it into a game, and it became wildly successful. But maybe if they had the rights to Enter the Dragon, they might have called it Enter the Dragon. All the characters would have been different. Could have legitimately been a movie adaptation. I mean, NetherRealm Studios has the rights to the Mortal Kombat franchise. So I think it's Ed Boon and John Tobias right here in Chicago. So um... Are they still in Chicago? Yeah. You know. Yeah, Midway Games. No, but I thought they closed down the No, they're, they're studio. part of, now it's like NetherRealm Studios. But I think it's still in Chicago, so if you guys are looking for artists, hit me up. Anybody way, knows John Tobias or Ed Boone, tell them. Latest version of NBA Jam on PlayStation 3, if you haven't tried it yet. Very, very good adaptation of the original NBA Jam. But getting back to movie to video game adaptation, I think I'd go with Force Unleashed. Very fun game. But it's not based on... Adaptation. But, like, it's fan fiction. That Does that still count in the same... Wrong, because I mean, you could still has the same characters. The hidden story it was is in the story. Cool. You should try the Revenge of the Sith if you could ever bust out your PS2. I got it over there. That's a really, really good game. One game that was a complete tie-in with the movie that the action was good. If they could have just pulled off the graphics better, was Enter the Matrix. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was really a lot of fun to play. The Asian guy that you play as, I can't think of his name now. Not Jada Pinkett Smith, but the other guy, Ghost. I think his name is Ghost. That guy was so much fun to play as. Does anybody like The Matrix Part 2 and Part 3? The movie, not scenes. Does anybody like the movie as a whole? I doubt it. I'll watch it if it's on, and if there's nothing else on, I won't change the channel, but I mean, I won't go pick up the DVD. And When I saw, uh, I read somewhere a conspiracy theory that, not a conspiracy theory, but a theory, a fan theory that uh, The Matrix was still The Matrix, like Zion was still part of The Matrix. That's why Neo had superpowers, because he was still technically in The Matrix. That the computers were so advanced that they actually made certain people believe they escaped the Matrix when really they're still part of the construct. Like a Matrix of the Matrix, kind of like, like Inception. Inception. But, you know, getting back to the Matrix and the more original Mortal Kombat movie, I think the Matrix is what ruined the original Mortal Kombat movie where I just, I can't watch that fight scene anymore. Now I'm all addicted to wire work and... Well, the Matrix was the first movie that I think, well, not first, but recent memory, about 20 years ago maybe, where they used a wider frame for a wider shot to film a fight scene. In America, it was pretty close, and Hong Kong uses the wide shots. Now it's commonplace, I mean. I love the Matrix one. I could put that on right now and sit through it just fine. I might fast forward a bit through the Zion scenes. I only like the Matrix scenes. You are a battery and all that shit, the options, no. The fight with Morpheus, when they're trying to run from the agents in the bathroom and Morpheus gets his ass whooped. Him jumping out of the helicopter. All that shit. So awesome. I think it was the first time I ever cursed in front of my father. I don't even know if you heard me, but when he dodged the bullets for the first time, I remember just whispering to myself like, God damn. Blew my fucking mind. Such a great movie. I will probably watch it when you guys leave now. Just because I can. You know, Maria heard me editing the podcast over the weekend. And I forget what movie you were talking about. All of a sudden, she hears that bit, and she goes, Oh, that's why Adam wanted to watch it. <laughs> Just kind of the random movie pull. I'm like that. As soon as I get a movie into my... It's like when people get a song stuck in their head. 
I'll get a movie stuck in my head and it'll stay there until I watch it. I just finished watching Man of Tai Chi, which was well, a great movie, by the way, I think. Really, really underrated. A few little mistakes here and there. The editing was a little strange. And then right after that, I started watching Way of the Dragon, otherwise known as Return of the Dragon. I really want to get that on DVD. Yeah, it's actually kind of hard to find in stores. But it's a Bruce Lee movie where he fights Chuck Norris in the Coliseum. Arguably the best fight scene ever made. Not just because it's two superstars, but it was actually rated as one of the most realistic. Which you watch it now and you're just like, okay, give me a break. But it's such an awesome fight to watch. And then you add the fact that it's Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee. And you're happy that Bruce Lee wins. Unlike when Cato fought fucking Robin. And they found a way for Robin to win. You can kiss my ass. There's no way Burt Ward would ever whoop anybody's ass except for his husband slash boyfriend. No disrespect to Chuck Norris who can actually... Roundhouse kick through a podcast, so no offense, sir. Right, about to get a flying boot to the face, a cowboy boot. Walker. Any comic book reading fans out there, you guys got to pick up all new X-Men. Stuart Immelman's art is absolutely killing it. Yeah, one thing about my brother, he is an artist. I wouldn't say artist. I'm more of a guy who can appreciate how hard it is to make certain frames interesting, like two people sitting over a cup of coffee. How do you make that interesting? How do you frame it? How do you light it? I mean, an artist in a comic book is... Pretty much, if not the director, the director of photography. I mean, he has to make it look interesting. Which and is... it can't just all be splash pages and Wolverine. It's a little bit of, you know, I have to have people talking, you know, brushing their teeth. How do you make that interesting? If that's not something that an artist would say, then I don't know what is. So you kind of just proved my point for me. You guys got to pick it up, Stuart. Uh, speaking of which, what's the name of the website that you feature your art on? I draw on a weekly site. It's me and a couple amazing artists. I mean, they're all over the world. One's actually, I think, in Japan. It's called thelionitisdrawn.com. It's an offshoot, I think, of comic book resources. It's a guy named Brian Cronin, I think, runs the site. Uh, he does an amazing job. Even if you don't want to look at the art, he has really cool articles about comic books and pop culture, mostly comic books. And every week, there's a Twitter. I don't know the Twitter address, but people who follow Brian or the site, each week there's a theme. For example, this week's theme is X-Men because a new X-Men movie's coming out. So we get maybe about 20 or 30 suggested themes to do, and we choose it, whichever ones we like to do, and we draw it, and then we submit it. And the fans, you know, you can leave a comment. Each week I do it. I love doing it every week. It keeps me busy. But the artwork that these people will produce, it's amazing. Digital coloring has come so far that you can manipulate colors so easily. Backgrounds. There's one artist, I can't remember who did the exact one, but they actually made their artwork look like it was an existing comic book. And they even digitally made it look like the pages were yellowed and frayed. And there were little rips here and wrinkles there. It's mind-blowing. Mine are like stick figures compared, but it's a blast. I love it. I got to draw Adventure Time, which I've never seen before. This week, I'm drawing Buffy the Vampire Slayer as the X-Men. It's really cool. I encourage anybody out there to check it out. You might see some really cool things. You think you'd, you would never think would go hand-in-hand, like the Muppets. Or I had to draw Guar. I guess the lead singer, Guar, who died recently. So I had to look it up in Wikipedia, Guar, and got to see what they're all about. And I'm learning things as I go along. And the artists are really cool, so check it out. Getting back to framework and wide shots, i got to say that a couple movies that I would have enjoyed if they had better framework wide shots to think about are most recently Captain America 2. I thought it was very well choreographed in terms of fight scenes. But again, it's way too close-up shots. Kind of like very Bourne Identity-esque, where, again, fight scenes, well choreographed, just 
poorly filmed, in my opinion. That's always rough when you have a movie right in front of you that you want to enjoy, but it's just kind of failing you a little bit. The first time I saw Troy... I was kind of excited to see it because it could be the next Gladiator. But the cinematography in that movie kind of threw me all off. I felt like some things were too rushed. To this day, I'm sorry for anybody that likes the movie. Actually, I'm not sorry. Fuck it, it's my opinion. Don't really care for that movie. Troy, really? Yeah. I think Batman Begins is the one that I didn't like in terms of fight scenes. I mean, they got it right with Dark Knight. They got a lot of things right with Dark Knight. But Hold on. What fight scenes did he have in Dark Knight? Batman Begins, you mean? That's a Batman Begins. I know, but what fight scenes did he have in Dark Knight? The opening scene. When he's, when he's, I'm not wearing hockey pads. That yeah, one. but he blocks like two punches. Or he fights a Joker. Twice. Not really a fight. Or fisticuffs. I've he, seen he girls have Joker. better fights. He fought the Joker in the interrogation room. What he, fight was he's that? like, where is she? All right, l- let me get something straight. I was watching a YouTube video once that said it was the top action movies of the 2000s. Dark Knight was number one. Besides that truck blowing up, what fucking action was really in that movie? When he's, he takes on all the SWAT team and all the guards and uh Barely action. Compa- compared, to like, compared to a movie like, say, Die Hard or The Born Identity or James Bond. I mean, the greatest action movie of all time is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Bar See, none. but that's action. You know, he's running around. He's That's a lot of action in there. The Dark Knight works almost as a comic book drama more than it does... An action movie. I've heard that before. It's it's a cop movie with a guy in a cape. If you think I'm wrong, watch that movie again. Count the real fight scenes. I'm not talking about the moments where he slips past some people, drives around and stuff like that. No. Just the number of explosions. There are two big explosions. The truck and the hospital. That's not action to me. I think the Joker was absolutely terrifying. He was a terrorist just like... Has nothing to do with action though. He was a terrorist just like Christopher Columbus. Oh my god. (laughs) You and your fucking Christopher Columbus. I mean, we gave him a day off. For what? We're going to pause for a short Jack Daniels break. Be right back. And we're back. And we're back. Bam, 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 bam. So speaking of Batman, I wasn't going to talk about this. I really didn't want to release it to a lot of people. Actually, Lepe, if you're listening, I really wanted to talk to you about this first. But I'm just going to put it out there because I have this stuck in my head. I'm not really... I mean, I'm an, I'm an amateur... Uh, video guy sometimes to help my brother and his cousin you know, with their company like cameraman with angle work and stuff maybe just this camera too just get some extra angles but I don't really have the resources to pull together you know the skit that I have in my head ever since they announced Ben Affleck is Batman it Ben Affleck if you want to donate some of your time to help me film this skit I would love to do it um, you would be my ideal cast for the scene that I just I can't get out of my head but I, I just I have this Saturday Night Live type sketch comedy scene where and Adam I know you're going to tag up on this but let me paint the scene first and we could talk about this theory oh boy young Bruce Wayne okay yeah granted you went through the tragedy you lost your parents you were eight years old okay at some point you become an adult you become Batman one of the greatest fighting superheroes of all time but at some point toward the end of your adolescence or maybe midway point through your adolescence you're the richest kid in Gotham and just thinking back on my adolescence and, you know, the things that were important to me, the values that were important to me, raising me as a kid, you know, a lot of the things that I held dear. At some point, you had to hit that end of puberty and you're, you're looking to meet up, meet and hook up with girls. Imagine if you're the richest kid in Gotham and you're just, you're thinking about girls. Yeah, you have your parents' tragedy, 
but at some point you're just you're going to be a young man and you're going to try to go out on dates and meet girls and do whatever you can resources at your disposal all these cars all this money a butler a mansion so the gag is guy well reportedly Bruce Wayne and a date are, are walking into you know a living room sitting down on the couch girl you know makes a couple comments oh wow Bruce that was a really great time you know can't believe you treated me to a super expensive dinner you know this is a really great house here and right away Bruce corrects her manner it's a manor. Easy there. It's, it's, it's Wayne Manor, not Wayne House. Oh, I'm sorry, Wayne House. Blah, blah, blah. They sit down on the couch, and you know, one of two things happens. Either a red phone in the corner in the distance kind of starts ringing, or I'll even take the couches in front of a big window where the bat signal goes off in the background, and Bruce is trying to talk this girl up, trying to, you know, talk her up and get her alone, and, you know, the bat signal goes off. You say, fuck. Hold on. I'll be right back. Calls over Alfred. Alfred's trying to enter. Alfred, come, you know, keep her company for a bit. Alfred sits down and he starts trying to talk the girl up. And, uh, you know, Bruce is like, oh, okay, hang on, I gotta take care of this one thing. And, you know, Alfred's trying to brag, trying to talk the girl up, and all of a sudden you hear, where are the keys off in the distance? And, you know, Alfred might say something like, I'm sorry, Master Wayne. And Bruce could be like in some sort of hurry, keys, Alfred, keys. And Alfred could say something like, oh, they're in the bathroom. Oh, you know, and, you know, it's kind of a gag. And then, oh, Bruce rushes off and blah, blah, and then Alfred's trying to chat this girl up, and, you know, Bruce returns to the living room out of breath. Sorry, sorry, baby, let's continue our date, blah, blah, blah. Alfred, go make us some, you know, go pour some bottles of wine, blah, blah, whatever. She's going on about how rich he is, how great the house is. He could correct her manner. I keep telling you manner, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, the phone can ring again, and or the bat light can go off, bat signal can go off in the background, and be like, fuck, and you have to rush off again. And, you know, Alfred just jump in, try to talk this girl up. And then, you know, Bruce could come in in a hurry with, like, dark eye makeup on. And you'd have to have, like, some sort of explanation as to, Bruce, why do you have that dark eye makeup on? You can just have some sort of funny explanation. I just, I can't get that skit out of my head. I'd love to see it on a Saturday Night Live with, like, Ben Affleck or, you know, even Lepe. If you, if you have the resources to use, put some stuff together, put it in your second city. You know, comedy show. I, just, I think it would be funny if he just came back in in the full bat suit and just like sat down and completely forgot to take the shit off, like forgot to ride the pole back up the the cave backwards, like they used to do in the old show. And he would just be like, you know, completely dressed as Batman, but with the Bruce Wayne voice, or not even like the full bat suit. He just come back with the utility belt on. Oh the my girl. god! <laughs> they have to it's, like, awesome. it's like the Bible. Like there's all those years missing. You know, Bruce Wayne's a little kid, and then next thing you know, he's coming back to Gotham City. And they're like, oh, he was off training. Like, I think it'd be kind of cool to show what he was training. I mean, we know that he was training to fight and whatever, science and stuff. But, I mean, I just think that 20, 30 years that are probably, maybe not 20, 30 years. But At least a good 15 Let's say 15 years missing from his life that I think that they have yet to cash in on. And how about this? Who do you think caused more damage, cinema-wise? Godzilla or Superman and Man of Steel? Oh my god. god. You find any way to make me feel bad about liking that movie. Man of Steel. I think he saved 12 people in the whole movie. 12 decent ass people. I don't know, I haven't seen the new Godzilla, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put that out there yet. I really want to see the new Godzilla, but then X Men comes out on Friday, so when am I going to X Men, Godzilla, God. Guardians of the Galaxy are coming out soon with Vin Diesel's heartwarming performance that brought back his soul from losing from his best friend. I you know I honestly hope that Vin Diesel yeah I do kind of see what your point and you know really that's what helped you get off of Paul Walker I mean I can't judge you I mean everybody grieves differently but 
No, I hope that is a sincere sentiment from Vin Diesel, despite the fact that I think it's... I hope it is. Yeah, kind of shallow. <laughs> right. Because if he's just using that to shamelessly promote Guardians of the Galaxy, to be, to be, you're going to make the fuck you <laughs> Like, I follow that guy on Instagram, and he's constantly giving props to Paul Walker. Like, almost like... Was he thinking about Paul Walker when he was doing that dance? Well, that was weird. I mean, he's always, like, thinking of you, blah, blah, putting pictures of, like, behind the scenes with him and Paul or whatever. It's pretty cool, man. Like, if they do it right and they honor him the right way, it can work out. I just hope it doesn't turn out kind of weird where it's like, like when Bruce Lee died and they had, like, all those weird body doubles and they... Oh my god. If you ever watch Game of Death, make sure that you have nothing else going on for a good hour and a half because you're going to regret the only, watching the, only the first half of that The part of Game of Death is the last like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Before he gets to the temple or whatever and he's climbing the steps, everything that happens before that, garbage. Not the movie he was trying to make. Horrible. Horrible fucking movie. Except for the last little bit. Well, I think we're in a day and age where they can actually make that happen. I mean, if you think about it, they finished The Crow... And I can't really tell the parts where, you know, they edited Brandon. We also have the shadow, though. I mean, like, listen, Philip Seymour Hoffman died, right? And who's the guy from The Sopranos? He croaked. James Gandolfini. Exactly. Might also be Svenguli. All I know is that Paul Walker still affects me more than those two guys. And I know that they were, quote-unquote, better actors, sure. But there's the movies that you like and the movies that are good are two different lists. Just like girls you think are, are pretty and girls that you would date are two different lists. I suppose. I mean, there are movies that... If I told you that I liked, you'd laugh. Like what? Well, I, I think Chasing Amy. Shout little, out to Kevin Smith. Chasing Black Amy. Book. Chasing Amy is in my top five favorite movies of all Chasing time. Chasing Amy is an amazing fucking movie. In my top five. Amazing movie. But I'm not... Like, that's a good movie. It's critically acclaimed. It is a good movie. It's one of his favorite movies. So, what's another one? If you I say mean, like, I love for- watching Twister. I watch Twister oh all day God. long. My wife. I love that woman. But if I have to sit through Deep Blue Sea... Or Twister, oh. or Speed. Independence Day, time. I can't watch or it Or Independence Day. I used to love that. Armageddon. Armageddon on. Any of that. Can't I mean, do it. Twister, I love Twister. Those women have ruined... Jaws, I mean, Jaws movie. is a classic. I mean, everybody likes Jaws. But, I mean, if Jaws is on TV, I'm always going to watch it. Arm- Armageddon, I know it's been played to death all over cable. That song is just... God bless Steven Tyler and Aerosmith, but it's just one song that's just been played over and over again I think I was at a karaoke bar one night and it was brought up three times but Armageddon for me is just one of those movies that I'll actually tear up let me tell you something about Armageddon right? I heard your podcast last week and you guys were talking about uh, Weekend at Bernie's about the boardroom about who signed off on this Armageddon has and listen I'm talking about in the same universe where there's Avengers where there's Jurassic Park um, Jurassic Park Twins right <laughs> Armageddon is the movie that nobody spoke up in that room. Not the lady delivering coffee, not the guy whose first day it was. Nobody spoke. Listen, when the premise of the movie is there's a giant meteor coming to Earth and America has to stop it, which that's not that far fetched because, I mean, the rest of the world, a bunch of pissant countries. No politics. Whatever. Christopher Columbus terrorist. But. Uh, I mean, you got a point. It's not like Uruguay is going to be like, shit! Yeah, Uruguay, you know, Japan sending PlayStations, whatever. Does Uruguay speak English? I don't know. You know, we actually have a listener, I'm going to say in Uruguay, Alaska. Really? Shout out to Alaska. Right, shout out, big shout out to Alaska. Alaska. Woo! The Cornhusker State. Anyways. Absolutely not. Well, whatever. Um, so, there's a meteor coming. <laughs> America's ponytail. <laughs> so, there's a meteor coming, right? Hey, if you're an Inuit, more props to you. Go ahead. What's an Inuit? I'm not going to answer that, because I feel like there's going to be some half-assed drug. No, I actually, it's... What's a Nubian? Anyways, so there's... Meteors coming to crush Earth, 
and Billy Bob Thornton is the head of NASA. Whatever, I'll give you that. You're telling me he that in this universe, in this universe, it is easier to train a bunch of drunk, degenerate, gambling oil drillers to become astronauts, the best of the best, than it, than it is to be an astronaut to learn to drill. And then, okay, I'll give you that. So he trained these guys in, in a 50-second montage with Bon Jovi music, I think it was, right? To land on, or maybe it was Aerosmith montage, whatever. They fly off into outer space. They land on a meteor going X amount of miles per hour. But to be it, fair, the oil drillers didn't fly the shuttle. They just sat in the shuttle. So technically, but they landed on it. They I were mean, trained they still to sit. They, like, pilots in right now can't land on land that's not moving. There's pilots who crash airplanes every day, and the land stayed still. These guys landed on a meteor, then they drove off in separate directions in these buggies, and then they started drilling, and then they're going to drop a nuke into a meteor and fly off in time. You're kidding me, right? I think I might cry right now, because that was beautiful the way you explained it. It's the worst. I don't like the it's movie, the so worst. you can say whatever the fuck you want to. I know my wife Liz is probably going to listen to this, and I love you, but it's the worst movie I can think of. Premise wise, but when's the last time either of you saw Armageddon? What's today? <laughs> Wednesday. Because I challenge you to go back and I have mixed feelings about Bruce Willis, especially. You know, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan and uh, whatever. That scene where he has to say goodbye to his daughter. You two both fathers who have a daughter, and I have a daughter on on the way. I challenge you to watch that scene again and not. I watch the scene. I watch the scene and I wonder how did he have reception. From an asteroid. How do you get reception? And I can't even get reception from my basement to my upstairs to FaceTime my wife. One, NASA. Two, iPhone. Three, why don't you just go upstairs and talk to your wife? Because I'm (laughs) in the middle of an intense Call of Duty match. Or some kids calling the F word. Oh, yeah. You want to drop your PlayStation handle? No. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) No worry. In the next episode, I'll drop it for him. It's Spider 56 capital S number 5. Nelson defriends more people than I am. <laughs> I have so many friends on my PlayStation that I don't even know who they are anymore, and I'm too embarrassed to ask, who is this? Actually, when I was I was more into zombies, I actually reached my friend limit. Like, you are not allowed Holy to add God. more friends. I think I introduced these guys to Nazi zombies, and it, at that point in time, it was fun for me because it was like, oh my God, they're coming! Where are we going to go? What room? And now it used Rodney, to be like round nine. That was like amazing. Yeah, Rodney's gotten to a point where it's become. He's got like an algorithm running through his head, of where to go next and what to do next. And for me, it's not fun. It's like too scientific. Yeah, I'm actually nationally ranked. He's too good. But I mean, I mean, in the low, I'll play Call of Duty as long as as long as the. I don't know about five hundred, maybe four figures. It's not bad. It's not bad. Depending on the map. I don't think I'm ranked in anything in this world lower than, you know, a few except for this podcast. Which, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the support. Hashtag UTJH for any sponsorships, comments. Um, anybody, now available on iTunes. Anybody looking to hire a amateur comic book artist with a strong sense of duty towards the Call of Duty? Hit me up. Going back to movies that make you cry, I think the one movie that's ever made me legit cry has to be The Green Mile. And I've met Michael Clark Duncan real fucking night. I met Armageddon. I met Michael Clark Duncan. At scores. So we're name dropping now? Well, he doesn't care. I'm more upset that Paul Walker died than when he died. But I see, I at least met him. I at least met him. You didn't meet Paul Walker. I feel like we were kindred spirits. Oh my god. Let me put it this way. There's only two other people left on this planet who aren't family that when they die is going to impact me more than Paul Walker. Stan Lee 
and Michael Jordan. And that's it. Dude, when Stan Lee dies, when Stan Lee dies we're going off of work. Yeah, I'm not going to work. <laughs> off of work. I'm going to watch nothing I but actually Marvel met Lee. And, and Well, see, there you go. True believer. Did, do you know there's an actual website out there called The Death List? And it's, it's running bets on who's going to die next. I think Stan Lee's probably... They like, do that at my job. They call it The Deadpool, where they bet money... Every year, Stanley's ninety-one years old. All right, Stanley's accomplished more at the age of eighteen than I have in my entire life right now. I wanted to name my daughter Excelsior. My wife wouldn't let me. Excelsior. I don't know who I feel the worst for in that whole scenario. Jordan, as a Chicagoan, as a basketball fan, Michael Jordan is the greatest ever play. I don't want to hear any arguments about LeBron or Kobe. Jordan is the best. Oscar Robinson, sure, he may have more rings. Larry Bird, Larry Legend, sure, but I mean Robert Ory has more rings than Jordan. He's not a better player than Michael Jordan. I don't know. LeBron James is the greatest flopper of all time. LeBron James, I think he, uh, I think he probably flops in his sleep. He probably rolls over and hits a pillow too hard, and it throws himself out of the bed. And, and that's that's saying a lot, considering he plays in a generation with Paul Pierce. There's no reason in the NBA nowadays to flop. There's no more bad boy Pistons pushing anybody, hitting anybody. Back then, Jordan went in for a layup, and he's gonna get clobbered. Well, now LeBron James can go for a pump fake. Someone touches on the arm. He just throws his arms up in the air, and boom, foul. What happened to that technical rule that they were going to call on everybody doing, everybody trying to flop? They're supposed to. You're supposed to get teed up if you ever get caught doing that. You know, I watched the Pacers Heat game last night, and yeah, this is how much replay. this is how much I hate LeBron James. I'm actually rooting for Indiana, and at one point he not even grazes. Was it Stevenson who was behind him? He didn't even get a fingertip on him, and LeBron James goes headfirst into the reporters and doesn't get up for, you know, two, three seconds. There's more arms flailing around in a heat game than the French in the, on the battlefield in World War II politics. I took it there. Look at this guy, the rebel. I don't really care for basketball, and I care even less for LeBron James and that fucking headband that's getting bigger and bigger as his hairline recedes more and more. He just needs to shave it off. Fuck that guy. He, LeBron James has the potential to be the greatest forward of all time if he, he actually. He's the Kanye West of basketball. I mean, he's getting better though. Kanye like West if, is getting worse though. If you could, if he could just shut up and Kanye West his, is actually getting worse. I don't, do I don't know if Kanye West job. is even doing music anymore. I didn't even listen at all to his last. I heard maybe. I actually told Kanye West to stop saying he's from Chicago on Twitter. I told him stop saying you're from Chicago because we're embarrassed. Lupa Fiasco went crazy. Common, I don't know what happened to him. I think Common, I think, Common I, think I saw back. Common. I think Common got me my McFlurry the other day. At what about Plain White Tees? Aren't they from Chicago? They're from Lombard, so that doesn't count. Greater Chicago land area. Well, that's like saying Vince Vaughn is from Chicago. He's from Evanston. Ludacris went to high school, like for a year. Denise Richards, she had a good career. Wild Je- things. Jenny McCarthy's from Chicago. Melissa McCarthy. The chick from... Oh, my uh, God. No, do we have an A-list people from Chicago? Uh, Harrison Ford is from... I think I forgot. Yeah, he's from Chica- Chicago-ish. I don't know. We, we make a lot of funny, ugly people. Met Dan Aykroyd here. That was fun. Got to actually meet one of the Ghostbusters. I met Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson? So I said. Where? Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Ah. So I met one of the Ghostbusters. I met Dan Aykroyd outside of high school. He was just walking by. Who'd you meet outside of high school? Then invited you into her trailer. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Post-mask Cameron Diaz. Post-mask pre-my best friend's wedding Cameron It was, may have been one of the greatest afternoons of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I recently got bumped when Isabella was born, but before then it was the greatest hug I ever received in my life. Or when you got married. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Liz is one of our four listeners. Shout out to Liz. Edit this out. Liz is actually going to be... She's a saint of my wife. She's a... 
She's my wife. She's a saint. Nelson's wife, Liz, is actually going to be coming by hopefully really soon to do a guest spot. We all have kids, so it kind of turns into a trade-off of, you know, here's the baby. I'm going to go take care of the kid kind of thing. So hopefully next time Nelson could watch the kid, Liz could come down and talk to us. Because if there's anybody that could curse us under the table is Liz in a good way. My wife and I recently had got a hotel room after a wedding. And Uh-oh. we were really looking forward to spending time with each other. But by saying that, what I really mean is we were able to sleep consecutively for more than five hours for the first time in a year. It was amazing. Nelson's daughter, my goddaughter, Rodney's niece. Yeah, that just got real complicated. Yeah, it's like a, the way we're all related to each other. I know you guys kind of touched on that in the last podcast, but it's... No one on the corner has swagos like us. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how we're connected and interlocked. So it's cool to go through the same struggle as everyone else is. But Adam's kid sleeps for like 12 hours. Jason, I'm my knowledge has no problem but Isabella sleeps for like two hours and then she's up screaming she's a machine I'm pretty sure she was made by Skynet she might be a Terminator yeah so obviously Nelson and I are natural born brothers Nelson and Rodney as opposed to what I'm as opposed to born. somebody being adopted in the group dick we're like step well, I mean, they're still naturally born brothers. they're still naturally born we're biological oh brothers unless it's Skynet motherfucker Nelson and Rodney are frat brothers in the same fraternity technically we're all brothers or we're brother we're happy and we're singing yeah. and we're colored give me a high five so there's a real quick synopsis as to how well, we're all my playing. wife's best friend is Rodney's and wife Nelson's Rodney's best friend wife is, is yeah. Rodney's wife's sister is Adam's wife Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, that actually turned out really well. I was looking at my Facebook feed. <laughs> so far. <laughs> it paid I, off. I was looking at my Facebook feed this morning, and I have friends at... Low places? Yeah, that I won't name because I'm, they might be listening to the podcast. And it, and this isn't just one instance, so if you feel that I'm singling out, don't feel like that because there are probably a good half dozen people who I feel this way where... You're friends with one person, and then they're dating, and then you become friends with the person that they're dating, and then you're friends with both of them, and then all of a sudden they go their separate ways, and it's just really awkward as to who you should stay friends with, who should you keep in touch with, because I was looking at my Facebook feed, and it's, yeah, I haven't talked to that person in a while, I haven't seen that person around, or maybe I should give them a text, but, you know, I really don't know, you know, at one point, you know, in my college days, I told one of my friends, hey, I don't want to know who you're dating. I don't care anymore because they were two really good friends of mine. They broke up, and it was just really awful trying to console each other, respective one, whatever. But, yeah, I know the rules, bros before hoes, but what if, you know, your friend's one of the hoes? What if your friend's hoe is a great girl? <laughs> or, or what What if you're what if you're friends with the hoe? What if she's a pretty just, decent hoe? You're just the bro because of the hoe. There's a question. What if your bro was the wrong one in the relationship? Like, what if, all right... You, you got the, is he a guy? Yeah. Then he's always going to be wrong in a woman's eyes. In a woman's eyes. But, but, it's still but what if what if he's what if he does something bogus in your eyes that you're just like, no nah, man, you fucked up. That's still. I will always hoes. defend. I was always. I will always defend my friend. I won't defend until, until every later. Friend. I realize because in the heat of the moment, you got to defend your friend, and that later on, if I find out that you were in the wrong. Then we're gonna have a problem. I'm not saying that you have to have a problem nobody. with the person, but I have no problem telling my friend if they fucked up. Hey, you fucked up. Now you gotta live with this. We're still boys. Yeah, but I, I you mean, just I would never, I would never say that in front of a girl. Move. I would never. I ain't never knocked no, on no. nobody. 
Oh my god. I ain't never knocked on nobody. Still more fucking words than he's gonna have his group. That motherfucker. Shout out to Vin Diesel, bro. If you're listening to this, I love you. Vin Diesel and Jason Statham are gonna be in the same movie together. My mind is blown. My they, mind is blown. They're like two pachycephalosaurs at some point. They're just gonna ram one another's heads. Do you know what a pachycephalosaur is? I don't is? know. <laughs> Another thing about my brother. Animals and dinosaurs. I'm a geek. Huge geek. I so I like to poke fun at him. I went him to school for paleontology and then I transferred to fine arts. Why do you want to go to paleontology? Because I figured... Give, no, give two good reasons. And I'm going to give you whatever one you don't say. Go ahead, say it. Well, Jurassic Park changed the way I look at dinosaurs. Before, dinosaurs are portrayed as just monsters. And it was the first time you get to see them as... An animal, and two. I just think it's interesting. They find fossils in Antarctica. They find fossils in China, like, all over the world. You know. Do they find any for our Alaskan listener in Alaska? They do. I'm sure they do. It's cold, but I'm sure they do. I think secretly Alaska wasn't always cold. I think secretly you want to be the Indiana Jones of paleontology. No, because I don't like Nazis. You want to be in a classroom. I just don't like bullies. You're gonna be. You want to be in the front of the classroom with the girl have I love you painted on they, her that already happens. eyelids. That already happens. I just want. <laughs> I just want to be. I want to dig up a bone and some guy comes and grabs it. I'm like, it belongs in a museum. Speaking of animals, did you either of you see that rabbit eating raspberries video? No, yeah. I heard about it. Everybody's talking. And you know, I was perplexed as to what the big deal is about it, and then I queued it up, 11 million views, and it's. Compelling them. I don't know. Did you it watch it? Yeah, I did watch it. And, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because the rabbit looks like he has lipstick on, or that's part of Can the... Can I ask you guys a question? Do you guys, when you're in the shower, do you listen to music? Yeah. No. No. Do you ever watch YouTube while you're in the shower? How? How do you watch YouTube in the shower? Oh, well, I have a ledge in my bathroom. I have a ledge, like, that's on the windowsill. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't get electrocuted from an iPhone. Well, so when I'll it put, comes to Apple products, I'll, I'll put the iPhone there on the ledge. And I watch YouTube videos while I'm shaving my head and my beard and whatnot, or attempt at a beard. And I find myself watching a lot of classic Bulls championship games lately. And I don't know if it's maybe the quality that they're trying to rip from the TV or whatever, but I feel like the graphics and picture quality in the mid '90s was crap. I think we're just spoiled by the 1080. I think people were recording stuff with potatoes back then because I can't make out John Starks and. Michael Jordan from Benny the Bull. Another YouTube video that was actually pretty interesting to watch was, I think it was an octopus un- unscrewing a lid of a jar underwater. Very smart animals. That shit. I volunteered like- the on Mondays, and uh, I can tell you that we have a lid on the back of our octopus exhibit, and that's because they're very smart animals, and they will... Oh, I think they said that they're kind of... You may have to cut out the whole miracle stuff because they're real about that but the mirror that I work for in the Chicagoland area they have a lid on their exhibit for the octopus because it may climb into the other exhibits and eat the food eat the fish I, I, we can't really narrow that down there's not really many places oh. that you can say could be a pet shop could be a very big pet shop or a not-for-profit big mirror that was built in 1930 the, but the they actually octopus, have dog toys they have dog toys in the exhibit of the octopus there the people octopus like, what is that for? was so cool to watch. Like, I don't know if you've seen the video Rodney I'll check it out they could change their skin color and skin texture to mimic their environment skin that texture. shit was so cool to watch it was like watching an alien and i'm not big on animals if it's not a dog or a lion or a bear i don't give a shit or a gorilla if there's one dream in my life aside from going to, to japan is hug a gorilla a nice gorilla not like go to where the fuck do gorillas live africa africa yeah i'm not i'm not going there anyway you could have paid me to go to africa no 
No I used to when I was a little kid. I used to want to go to Africa, go on a safari. But now I got to do warlords, Ebola virus, ZT flies, the and, Hiv. Yeah, I'm not going to Africa. The high five, and then you. I would rather go. You... I would rather go to a Juggalo festival in Indiana than go to Africa. By the way, Al Qaeda created buffering on the internet. I'm just putting it out there. I know that's politics again, but I'm pretty sure Al Qaeda is the reason why it takes me 10 minutes to download. Of a Michael Jordan video in my shower. Speaking of the we internet. live in America, I should have a clear internet connection. And ever since 9/11, I feel like sometimes I want to watch something and I got to see the stupid spinning wheel. Speaking of the internet and friends on the internet, getting back to social media and now single friends on the internet, that got me wondering today. And you know, I'm not gonna say who it is because it might be kind of obvious who it is. But let's say a friend of mine got caught up on the internet on Twitter because she had told somebody that she was. Busy Busy, and then I think she told somebody who was busy who she thought only had her Facebook address. And then she goes on Twitter and starts posting tweets and pictures about her fun night. And it turns out this guy had access to her Twitter account. Zing! Now, I... Do I know this girl? Yes. We'll talk about it later. Sloots. So, the three of us have been with our respective others for a very, very long time. Way before... Sexting and oh god, Twitter sexting. And, I used to send sexting notes and you know Vine. <laughs> so one of these days we gotta reach out to one of our single friends and find Caesar. out. I didn't want to put him on blast. Oh, I didn't know that was the actual guy. <laughs> no, 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 that's not the actual guy. Oh. <laughs> you know, Al Qaeda has sexting. It's the bomb. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, let's get it. Even fits on a Vine video. And, Maybe there's some girl out there who Caesar's talking to that thinks that she's his girlfriend. You didn't want to put him on blast. Like no, that. I can Maybe. guarantee you that Caesar won't give a shit. Okay. So, anyways, I gotta wonder what you know. I had this conversation with a couple of my friends. What is it like to be single in this day and age? Where when we were younger, it's just you talk to a girl. Hey, ask her for a phone number. Ask her for a phone number. And now it's like, hey, what's your Twitter? What's your Vine? What's your Snapchat? What's your Instagram? What What do you ask for and what do you give out and what What do you follow? Like, what, I at got, what point? I got some guys at work who shall remain nameless who um have a little trouble in the meeting the ladies department and they found recent success on the interwebs. And to me, that's always going to be whack. I don't care. I think it's lame that the only prerequisite it takes to meet a girl is a login and a password. I think that takes away the hunt. I mean, I've never pulled a girl's number in my life, and that's because I knew my parameters, right? But, like, the hunt of it, of, like, walking up to a girl, I admire anybody who could do that, who grabbed a girl's number or whatever. Blanco. That was more of a dare. And I, never, <laughs> I never called that girl. That fucking broad. That was a dare. Anyways, but when you meet a girl online... I'm happy for you, that's cool, but I still think it's kind of whack. And I got told that I was a man, that I was not with the times. So, yeah, I think. I feel like I'm Captain America, kind of, now. What if the girls these days are, that's what they're into? Yeah, but if if, if if a website has like an algorithm, like you are a 95% match with this person. Cool. My, yeah, my you're both single, is, and you're both looking to hook up. That's 95%. My question is, okay, back in the day, by the time you got to get a girl naked, it was a big deal. Because it was like, I finally, I'll, tonight's going to be the night. I'm finally going to get to see what this girl looks like naked. Now, you can just be like, send me a picture of your titty. And if the girl's willing and does it, then you're just like, all right, knock that one out of the park. The, the milk's gone bad. I don't want to see her. That's it. But before, it was like, if it was bad, then you just got to suffer through it. You think we're raising a generation of people who are just... All right, they've already been there, done that, and just everything when they're actual, actually together, if people still do that, it just gets ridiculous because, you know, Snapchat, been there, done that, saw the Instagram, saw the Vine video that... You I have no hope for the future. Anybody 22 years old and younger, 
And your daughter? I have no hope for the future. I hope that there's a massive solar flare or EMP that wipes out the internet and people are forced to have to talk to each other. Because that's the only way our society is going to thrive. You know, I go, you, back, I go back and I watch M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. And I've watched that movie and I'm like, <laughs> I think of my son and my, you know, soon be born daughter. Yeah. That's plausible. Let's do that. I dare you. I, not even, it's not a dare, but I, I implore you to go to any restaurant, okay, any park, and look at a group of friends. And I guarantee you at least 75% of them are on their phone instead of enjoying the beautiful day or, I don't know, talking to each other. Even in places where they say, turn your cell phone off and put it away, you still have people just people literally doing People this literally theaters, risk church. getting arrested on airplanes because they refuse to turn off their phone. Oh, I hate how people drive and they're texting on their phones yeah. and just... I'm guilty of that. Yeah. But I'm not like... I'll do it at like a red light or some shit. I'm not speeding down the highway and sending text messages and Snapchats because I'm not an asshole. Now, I see people doing Snapchats on oh, their yeah. commute home. Oh, yeah. And then I see people Snapchats headed home. What are you doing Snapchatting? Put the phone down and drive. Yeah. People not realize that they're driving a 3,000 pound weapon. You know, and, that, and that's another thing. You know, I think it's too easy to get a license in this country. I, yeah, said every cab driver ever. I, I used to think Facebook, you know, a lot of my cousins are on Facebook, so I don't see them very often. We don't make plans. We don't have as many family get-togethers as we used to when we were younger. Hold on. How many cousins do you have have uh, abbreviations for names since you're Filipino? Like RJ, TJ. I don't know. That's kind of hard to count. No JRs, no RJs. At, at, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But the weird thing is, is that even with my sister, I'm reading her Facebook feed and I see, oh yeah, Josh got to be the pitcher in that baseball game, or AJ got a promotion and he was in this martial arts competition. That's already stuff that I know coming into Thanksgiving or Christmas, so then... What do you talk about? What do we talk about? We'll mention it again, yeah. Did you hear it? So this guy did this, like, yeah. yeah saw that. Seen it. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's kind of rough. Kind of weird in this day and age. I don't know, I've gotten to the point where I get really upset... Okay, for instance, I've been a Seinfeld fan forever, and my wife only caught episodes here and there. So, in our generation, you're either, it's kind of like you're either a Beatles fan or an Elvis fan. In our generation, it's either you're a Seinfeld or a Friends fan. That's not to say you can't like both, but you definitely like one more than the other. Yeah, she's always been a Friends person, I was always Seinfeld. But I watched all of the Friends episodes. I appreciate it. I'll quote it. it I don't think it, Friends ever made me laugh. Anyway, it's got fun, fun shit in it. But my wife recently said, I want to watch all the Seinfeld episodes. Cool. I got excited. This is something that I'll finally be able to make jokes. She'll understand. We'll both laugh. Moving on. For the first time. The problem is, anytime we're watching the episodes, as soon, as soon, I swear to God, as soon as I press play... She busts out her phone and starts going through Facebook. I've Dude. never wanted to slap a phone out of somebody's hand so badly in my life. And I love my wife so much. She's the mother of my one and a half child. It's a big deal. But every fucking time. And it's the funniest shit. Like, I could time it. And I'm not really mad at her. I mean, she wants to catch up on shit. Fine. But I keep telling her, like, hold on, watch this part. This part's funny. And she'll look up, see it, and now she's getting the joke out of context. And then be like, why is that funny? Like, oh, because 30 seconds ago, Elaine said this and this about the guy that she dated. So it came back around to bite her in the end. She's like, oh, that is funny. You know what kind of frustrates me about my wife? And I'm sure it frustrates you about your wife in particular. Because I've been there when the phone goes off and she doesn't get to answer it right away. And sometimes I've even picked up her phone because I noticed you were calling and passed the phone over to her. I see my wife. 
on, I don't know if it's Twitter or Facebook or whatever social media. She's into vines now, you know, just random vines that people and her and her sisters are quoting vines to each other. Like it's some TV show that they've seen and they show each other vines all the time. I always see her on that phone. But when I'm trying to call to find out some information, what should I pick up from the grocery store, blah, blah, whatever, no answer. And it's just kind of frustrating because when we're together, it's like you're always on your phone. So I know that phone is an arm's length away any given point of the day, except when I need to call you to ask you something important. I mean, that's just like my wife. I don't have any problems with my wife. She's perfect. Okay. My wife always finds a way to put the phone on speaker. Now, if you're holding the phone near to your face and you're on speaker, you're doing it wrong, number one. Number two, if you're on speaker and you're perfectly fine, your hands are free and you're not in your car and your phone's on speaker and you're telling somebody something, they're like, what? And you get louder and they still ask what? That right there should be your clue. Let me grab the phone, take it off speakerphone. You obviously can't hear me. Let me use it. No, my wife will continually get louder, have a full conversation on speakerphone, and then turn afterwards to ask me, so is it okay if such and such person comes over? Like, I heard the whole conversation. You had the shit on speakerphone. Of course I caught it. Yeah, fine. You know, like, let's... Let's do the damn thing. But it's just funny. Like, she will not just answer the phone or she will not just call somebody. It has to be on speaker. It's the weird. I've never seen anybody do that as often as she does. You know, I actually do that a lot just because uh, I have my face is kind of oily and I, I hate wiping off the screen of my phone. So I don't like holding it up to my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson made the funniest face at that. That was the most random shit. Well, for shout out to Naxima. <laughs> you want to sponsor us? Naxi- oh, I thought you meant that girl who was a Naxima girl. Naxima. I don't even want to start talking about that kind of shit. All right, well, I think we're just about out of time. I'd like to thank Nelson Flores Jr. for coming to the podcast today. Anything else you want to add about the name of the website that, one more time? It's comic book resources, and then the, the link is thelineitisdrawn.com. Thelineitisdrawn.com. Check it out. Kind of cool. They got some cool things. They really do. It's a lot of fun to actually look at. I dropped Calvin and Hobbes last week. Especially if you're a comic book fan. So, signing off. I'm Rodney Sinio. And, uh, I'm Adam Flores. And, um, that just happened.